0: Hello and welcome to Euronet Plus and The Green Deal. The Green Deal is the new and climate-friendly podcast created by the European Radio Network. My name is Sina, I'm a journalist and happy to be part of Euronet Plus. In this podcast, my European colleagues and I are discussing the big milestones the EU has to meet to work effectively against climate change. The Green Deal deals with food safety, renewable energy, the reduction of carbon dioxide, traffic and many other main topics on the way into a climate-friendly and healthy future. Can we reduce our environmental footprint on this planet? Can Europe be the first continent to be climate-neutral by 2050? The Green Deal collects thoughts, ideas and new developments of politicians and scientists from all over Europe. So, let's Green Deal with this. Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Green Deal. Today we're talking about nuclear power, or better said, about the sources of energy we will have to use in the future to reach the goal the EU has for the climate, for The Green Deal. If we get it wrong, global warming will destroy millions of lives and we'll be facing changes that cannot be undone in centuries. Years back, an increase of temperature on Earth by 1.5 degrees Celsius was the invisible line not to cross in order to prevent us from an unpredictable climate future on this planet. Truth is, we already crossed the 2 degrees mark. What is the solution? We need to completely stop burning fossil fuels is a demand made by climate scientists and the direction the European Union is heading. Nonetheless, nuclear power cannot be the solution as it is not sustainable, meaning we still don't have a way of disposing radioactive waste of nuclear energy. That is why the EU supports renewable energies by investing in solar and wind energy. The goal is to have one-third of all energy production in Europe covered through these alternative energies. But… Legally, every member state can choose their own energy mix, including fossil fuels and nuclear power. In France, President Macron already said that it is not easy for a country that built on the coal industry or nuclear power as much as his country did to turn around the steering wheel and switch from one source of energy to another. Nuclear power is a huge provider in France. 71% of all energy used in France is won through nuclear power plants. France comes right behind the USA and has the second most atomic power plants in the world. The greatest source of energy in the Czech Republic is the coal industry. Other than many other politicians, politicians in the Czech Republic do not believe in renewable energies as a solution that fits their country. Not enough sun, not enough wind. So, the Czech Republic is moving towards nuclear energy as a climate-friendlier source. Changing the way we win and use energy is changing our entire economy and society. But is it even possible to change the way we live? I mean, if we speak about zero emissions, that means zero oil business, zero coal business, no internal combustion engine auto business, no nuclear power, all of this would have to go away to become zero, right? Because zero means nothing. And with zero comes a huge wave of job losses for all people who currently still work in the sector of energy production that is not climate neutral. Today I want to discuss the role our energy sources play for the green deer. Therefore, I welcome my colleague Joachim from Polski Radio in Poland. Joachim and I go way back to when Euronet started. That is the fun part about the European Radio Network. It really is a network that connects all our countries. I even spent a month in Poland and was given the chance to work with Joachim at the German speaking section of Polski Radio. I remember speaking German wasn't that much of a deal for me, but I had a hard time trying to pronounce uh, your newspaper's name. Zdpospolita?
1: Is that right? <laughs> yes, a little <laughs> a little tongue twister in the morning is always a good wake up. Yeah. As, especially for you or for us for journalists mm-hmm. that have to pronounce every word perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. So the word Rzeczpospolita is a good practice, <laughs> but your Rzeczpospolita sounded just perfect. <laughs> but it was a, it was a great time 2008 I remember you Zina here sitting in the Polish radio, you know. It was great times.
0: Great times, yes. I wish we could turn back time sometimes because that time was actually really, really great because we got to meet so many journalists all over Europe. And, you know, this created the feeling of, okay, well, it's not Italy, it's not Spain, it's not France, it's not Poland, it's not Germany, it's us, you know. And that, was, that really was a great time.
1: I, b- I remember business trips, uh, Uranet trips to mm-hmm. different cities in Europe, where we met 16 journalists from 16 countries. Yeah. But fun time and also a very interesting and uh, opening your horizons. Mm-hmm. This is what Europe yeah, is for. And, and I for. really
0: got to realize that all the other people had the same topics, just as we have now with yes. EuroNet <laughs> Plus talking about the Green Deal. You know, it's not just a topic for Poland or for Germany. It's it's a topic for the for Europe, for actually for the entire world. But okay, there's the USA. That's a big part in the Green Deal. They actually have the Green New Deal. That's what they call it. And we have the Green Deal here in Europe. And actually, the entire world wants to come together and yeah, create a better future to become climate neutral. I think this is a goal that we all have to reach somehow and that's what um, this episode is about as well because um, today we're talking about uh, energy sources. Yeah, I'm very happy that you join me in this episode and uh, maybe we start with a closer look at our countries. I know that Germany still got six nuclear power plants running. Um, how about Poland? What is your biggest uh, source of energy?
1: In Poland, we have zero nuclear power plants. Mm-hmm. Um, The reason why is that Poland still runs on brown coal since centuries, you can say. And until today, it's the only and the biggest source of energy.
0: So most people still heat with coal in Poland. What would it mean for the society in Poland to step away from the coal industry?
1: Your first question about that, that the Poles use coal... Indeed, that's, um, that's, you're right. And it's a big problem in Poland. Mm-hmm. But it can come even worse than this. Imagine for years, most of the households were heated with coal. What was everything but good for the climate? But then it came even worse. Many people started to burn also their litter and stuff. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. plastic,
1: rubber, mm-hmm. um, Diapers, whatever. Everything (laughs) that burns was good. We have even a joke in Poland. How do Poles segregate their rubbish into burnable and unburnable? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But since we are in the European Union, and we are in Europe since 2004, 16 years, of course, the mentality of Poles started to change. And of course, mm. Poland has to follow EU regulations and, and all the EU environment plans. That's why the government started to exchange the old coal stoves with new ecological ones. And mm. also the, the, the mentality of the Poles changed. So instead of burning litter and whatever... Diapers. We have <laughs> diapers, yes, and I don't know <laughs> tires. <laughs> um, so, if you have now a big, a, a new stove, which is financed by the European Union, I mean, it's it's financed by the Polish government that gets money from the European Union, mm-hmm. and these new ovens uh, are ecological, and you cannot burn whatever you want. So, mm-hmm. so this is the main problem, and of course, the big big power plants that run on.
0: You already um, mentioned the goals the EU has, but um, that made me remember that um, the EU actually doesn't really have regulations, right? Because, legally speaking, every EU member state can choose their own mix of energy sources. So that means that every country can decide to still use um, fossil fuels, to still use um, nuclear power. And that's, uh, for example, something the Czech Republic does. And I even um, read about Poland thinking about building those nuclear power plants. Now, you just said that there are no nuclear power plants running in Poland. If you look at the Czech Republic, they say, okay, look, um, if we want to step away from coal, and uh, use renewable energies like solar and wind energy, that doesn't really make sense for us because there's not enough sun and there is not enough wind in our country. So a way that is healthier for the environment would be to actually implement nuclear pl- power plants, which is mm-hmm. something, uh, yeah, lots of other EU countries say, okay, we can cannot do that anymore because we don't know what to do with the radioactive waste. It would take a million years um, for this waste to actually not be dangerous anymore. But why are these countries, or especially the Czech Republic, if you say Poland um, doesn't think about uh, implementing uh, nuclear power plants, it's just the Czech republic who obviously do
1: Uh, no no poland Mm -hmm. actually is thinking poland Mm -hmm. doesn't have a power plant yet but we are in a situation that we have to have an energy mix so imagine poland is five times bigger than the czech republic Mm. Um, more than 90 percent, or i think 85 percent of our energy comes from coal Mm. this we have to change so what the options of course you have the option that germany follows stick to green energy solar wind whatever Mm. yes we see how much it costs germany Mm. germany is one of the richest countries in the world and still germany has Problems with implementing.
0: Yeah, we're we are only about to hit fifty percent of our yes. energy coming from renewable energy, which which is okay. It's fifty percent, but given what you just said, we're one of the richest countries. That's basically that's basically nothing. It's still not enough.
1: Yes, and we are a, a country that starts now to to be a a, a country that is getting rich. But uh, it's a long time, a long way to to reach uh, Germany. We have to provide any changes. That's why we are thinking of building the first nuclear power plant in Poland. Mm -hmm. We had many, many years ago in the communist times, 40 years ago, they started to build the first power plant, the first nuclear power plant in Poland, but uh, they didn't finish it. They didn't finish it because you had Chernobyl. I think it mm. was in the year 82 or 83 sorry if I'm mm. wrong we had chernobyl and after the explosion of the nuclear power plant in chernobyl in poland there were big uh, panic and they stopped to building the first power uh, nuclear power plant in poland because of chernobyl and yeah. of course many poles until today have a fear what about explosions Mm -hmm, Of mm -hmm. course, many years have passed since since Chernobyl, but we had in Fukushima.
0: Yeah, Fukushima, uh, exactly. That's only 10 uh, years ago.
1: Yes, we had a big ecological uh, disaster. Can this happen in Poland? So, these are the uh, questions that we are facing. Mm, But as I said in the beginning, we are a big country and sticking only to wind energy and green energy isn't the solution for now Mm -hmm, mm i i hope that in 10 15 or 30 years it will change but now as far as we know what the government says is that in five maybe seven years the first nuclear power plant should be ready
0: yeah so that would be a step in between so you say, okay, we can step away from coal, which is like polluting the environment mm-hmm. the most, to nuclear power plants that might become dangerous in case of explosions. Um, but actually, this is just a solution yeah, on the way to other options. But we need the step in between.
1: Yes, and coal isn't only um, harming the environment. It's also extremely costly to, mm. to get the coal from the earth, because um, now you have to de- dig really deep kilometers under the earth, which makes the cost really high. It's very dangerous. Every year, many, many coal miners die in Polish coal mines. And the paradox of the situation is that uh, getting the coal out is more expensive than importing coal. So, Poland Mm -hmm. is importing coal from Russia, which is also an absurd situation. You know, we have coal mines, uh, but we are uh, importing coal from Russia. But on the other hand, 200,000 people work for the coal industry in Poland. So, what can you do with all those people?
0: exactly that is another question i wanted to ask you or in general because um, poland obviously isn't the only country that uh, has people working in these fields um, it's the same in basically every country uh, of the eu what would a transition from coal or nuclear power to climate neutral alternatives have to look like to prevent people from losing their jobs and to prevent the rich from becoming richer while the working class falls into poverty because the people people. People with the fewest barriers usually benefit the most, meaning um, we're talking about who's going to build those uh, power stations for solar energy, wind energy. Of course, that are the people who are already big and uh, rich and can afford it or have the education to do so. But what happens to the people who work in the coal industry, who work um, in power plants, you know these people need to need probably need to get a job guarantee and that is actually something um the 14 i don't know if you heard about it but we're talking about europe in this podcast but I um, also think it's important to to look around. You know, what, Europe is not the entire world. There is more in the world than Europe. And this is a problem the world is facing, not only Europe. So um, I sometimes like to look at the USA. And we all know that the USA is one of the biggest polluters in the entire world. But um, also there you can see different movements. For example, um They have this 14-page resolution, the Green New Deal, and There's actually uh, a congresswoman, Alexandra Ocasio. Um, there's a actually a great film about her. Netflix uh, produced um, a documentation called "Knock Down the House," and I've mm-hmm. just uh, seen that they have it available on YouTube. So everyone can uh, have a look at this at this um, documentation, which is about uh, women in leading positions in the USA, but also about their goals. They want to change something. They want to, yeah, make sure that. The average um, American gets represented by average Americans and that they want to reach um, the goal to become climate friendly or cl- even climate neutral in the future, but also um, make sure that the transition works because there are so, so many people who would fall into poverty and they don't even yes. have a health insurance like uh, most Europeans do. You know, there's so much more work to do than it is here, but still it's a lot of work to do here as well. I mean, we would need job guarantees. The healthcare has to work. Education has to work. To to really have a transition from these old ways uh, to generate energy to new models like alternative energy, how can we secure the people who work in these fields, are there any ideas? Is that something that's being discussed in uh, in Poland? What happens to the people who work in the coal industry?
1: That's a very hard question, uh, Zina. Um, recently, um, the Polish government, which is a conservative government, uh, they wanted to close one of the 40 coal mines in Poland. Imagine, they wanted to close only one. They uh, but they didn't manage it because the protests were so big. Mm. Uh, the coal miners, of course, yeah, and their yeah. families, they protested. What will you do? I mean, if you close one coal mine, and uh, thousands of people will lose their job. Okay, close this coal mine, but give us an al- alternative. Exactly. The government okay. didn't come with any alternative. The gov- What the government did is, they said, we're closing the coal mines and you will get... 25,000 euro each. Okay. Mm. 25,000 euro. It sounds a lot, but Mm -hmm. it's not.
0: No, it's it's enough for maybe a year. Yes. You're, you're,
1: you're, you're 45 years old or maybe 38 years or maybe 25 because the coal miners are young guys, Mm. mainly Mm -hmm. young guys, and you get uh, 25,000 euro. Okay. It's good for one year. What, what else? Uh, That's not an alternative. Uh, That's why they didn't close the coal mines and suddenly the discussion is over. Mm. And But it's not only this conservative government. None of the governments had the guts to close any coal mines because the coal miners, this is a a group of people, like I said, 200,000 men plus families and suppliers and all the rest that the governments are afraid of. Mm. And I don't have a solution for this. Of course, you can try to that all those people who will lose their jobs, they will find new jobs in this alternative uh, mm. and renewable energies. So Poland is now thinking of installing very big wind farm, not wind farms, water. I think it's called water farms. Mm-hmm. So you have these windmills, the mills in the Baltic Sea. Mm-hmm. So, they produce energy because of the movement of the waves. And they want to install such big um, farms on the Baltic Sea. And of course, can a coal miner be now someone who installs the technologically advanced uh, mills?
0: Well, if he's being educated, probably yes. Yes, probably yes. But of
1: course, it costs a lot of money to educate those people. So. It's like fighting with windmills, like mm. we say. Right? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah. saying in Germany too. Yeah, <laughs>
0: mm. yeah people need long term perspectives. Otherwise, um yeah. Otherwise you can't handle this issue.
1: No, you can't. And and um I think a very good example is Denmark and yes. the Scandinavian countries. Denmark, mm-hmm. I think they started in the sixties, they revolution when it comes to renewable energy mm-hmm. and Forty years they continue it, even when the governments change, and uh, normally a, a new government has new ideas and often destroys what the old government did. Here, yeah. it was one idea that is continued that has been continued for forty years, and it goes and goes. So now we see Denmark as the leader when it comes to r- renewable energy. Yep. in Poland and they never
0: got into nuclear power plants, they no. never got into it
1: no. Um, we are looking for alternatives. What the Polish government is saying: nuclear energy. This is the future for Poland. For a country that is, uh, in, in that 40 million people are living, where the industry is very, very on a high level. So we need a lot of energy. Mm. What, I don't know if one nuclear power plant is enough. Maybe they will build more. But uh, this is this is how it looks like for today.
0: Another question, just out of interest. Um, When you pick your electricity supplier, do you have the possibility to choose someone who wins the entire electricity from renewable energy? Because… in Germany, you basically try to change your contract with uh, the electricity supplier every year because the longer you stay with one supplier, the more expensive it becomes. So people tend to change. And when they change, they tend to look at, okay, what's the cheapest solution for me? But um, actually, sometimes when I speak to people, some people say, okay, um, in some regards, they try to pick a solution where they know, okay, I could get it cheaper, but still I'm deciding uh, or I'm shooting mm-hmm. this way because I see it as, um, you know, this is some kind of charity thought. They think, okay, this is – I pay a little extra, but therefore I know that I'm supporting yes. um, a good yes. future for the planet. Yes. The future do future of even our – mm-hmm, yes, Yeah, exactly. But do you have the chance to when, – when you look at the suppliers you can choose from – is there one supplier um, you know that uh, offers electricity from 100% uh, no. green energy?
1: No, we don't have. We don't have. So um, you asked me a long question, but the answer is very short. No, we yeah. don't have <laughs> such a possibility. But you can install solar panels on yeah. your roofs, mm-hmm. which is very popular in Poland these mm-hmm. days. Maybe not in big apartment buildings like you have in Warsaw, where mm-hmm. I'm living. It's not so popular, but uh, a lot of Poland is a rural country and uh, and you have um, like family houses and now they install solar panels, which means they get the energy, let's say for free. And so I think they can choose. Yes. I mean, the, they get rid of the contracts with uh, all these big energy suppliers and just mm-hmm. stick to the energy they, they produce.
0: And that is affordable.
1: Is it affordable? Mm-hmm. Um those solar panels are quite expensive and yeah. as far as we know um after 20 years you get the revenue but mm. it's affordable of the, also the government gives you uh, money for this i think they pay you 50% for installing oh. this mm-hmm. uh, if i would have a house i would i would definitely install mm. a solar panel this is i think this is the future for yeah uh, Yeah. Although, and you see, the climate changes, it's getting hotter and warmer and warmer. I hope um, that we will get more sun. Uh, Poland isn't a country, it's like Czech Republic, Mm -hmm. half of the year is cloudy, uh, so we don't have so much sun. Yeah, the same in we Germany, see,
0: actually.
1: <laughs> yes, but we, but we see that the summers also change. The summers get hotter and hotter mm-hmm. and the summers get longer. So we have more sun. So it's uh, more reasons to have a solar panel
0: trying to get the big picture. Is it even possible for the European Union to reach the goal when every member state can shoot their own mix of energy sources? I mean, that means we have to trust that each and every country of the European Union wants to do something for the climate. So we have to basically rethink everything in our lives. We have to rethink vehicles. We have to rethink the way we build buildings, the food we buy and consume, can we get there in time without force?
1: Mm, uh, yes. Um, the question is when, and uh, will it be us or our kids? I think everything depends on our mentality. Um, we see that in Poland, the mentality of the young generation changes. Mm. Of course, it's a it's a generation that consumes a lot. We are fascinated by elect- new electronic stuff, new, I don't know, new smartphones, new computers. Mm. Uh, buy, 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 which yeah. isn't also good for the climate. But um, you, you see this this slightly changes in our head. I know what I will say now will be will sound strange for you, Zina, because Germany is an expert in recycling, but for Poland it's something new. We recycle our uh, litter since five, five, six years, we are still. <laughs> since new you're not this. allowed
0: to burn it anymore, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. So, yeah.
1: uh, uh, but poles do it, and we yeah. are quite good in this. And a big problem was that many poles just.
0: Yeah, but you know what? What I think, even from my short time I spent in Poland, I feel like poles are more likable to adapt to what the government says because there's. I feel like there's much more respect um, between people and towards higher authorities Mm -hmm. in Poland than there is in Germany.
1: Yes, it's the history. It's the communist times. I mean, we had to always. You can
0: still feel that. Even me as a German coming to Poland, I can feel that. It's not something bad, especially the respect people have for one another. is something I really enjoyed when I was in Poland because I felt like, okay, well, this is, this is just a great way to behave and it's a great way to show respect to the people around you. And that is something that I'm missing in Germany quite often, actually.
1: <laughs> I mean, lo- look at the recent discussion of, uh, uh, of this uh, corona, corona restrictions. In Poland, the government says you need to wear face masks. Everyone wears the face mask in Germany. Since months, you have discussions: Are face masks not um, harming your, uh, you know, your your human rights? Yes. And yes. you have a lot in Berlin. You have this massive mm-hmm. demonstrations against wearing face masks and or, or other Corona restrictions. Mm-hmm. In this case, the polls do what the government says. Uh, I mean, we try to. It's. Uh, I don't know if it's good, Zina. Who
0: does? Yeah. Well, I think I think the problem is the communication of the government, especially in these points. So I hope that for the climate change, they have find better ways to communicate. But uh, since we're speaking about Corona, you, know, you can tell your uh, people that face masks don't do anything good for you for eight weeks. And then you turn around and say oh by the way you have to wear it now of course people say hey why you told us for eight weeks that it's nonsense that it's even yes. even bad for children for yes. example for, for elderly um, and you just expect people to do so and then you have doctors uh, even the president of the uh, chamber of doctors said um, at the beginning of the pandemic said it's not good because of what happens then people feel safe when they wear a face mask and that leads to them not holding the space to other people mm-hmm. you know this is was another argument so arguments from this side and that side and uh, of course it's, it's exploding it's just it just blew up in their faces basically <laughs>
1: this is democracy everyone can say what what he wants and yeah. let's find the golden middle and uh, also when it comes to climate change as we have yep. to find the golden middle so i don't think if if it's possible to to be um, the goal for european union is
0: 2050
1: to be climate neutral. I mean, it's still 30 years to go. So I I hope, yes, I hope we will achieve this goal. Yes, I'm I'm pretty sure we can.
0: As you said, if the mentality is right and if the mentality of every single person is right, we can get there. So that means that actually this is also great because it shows that you as an individual are important you can change the world each and every one of us it's uh, it's not like okay you know the politicians have to make a decision and the world will roll that direction you know you are important it's it's such a responsibility for each and every one of us to be part of this to think about it and to make yourself part of it
1: by the way in Warsaw we have the most vegan restaurants yep. in the world
0: that's amazing
1: this is also important when we speak about climate. Get rid of the meat I mean I'm a meat lover, sorry, <laughs> I love meat, but I yeah. see how that i get I, I I get really every day bashed by my friends. You stop eating meat, why are you <laughs> eating meat? It's I, said, oh, I love meat, yes, you won't yeah. change probably my mind, but maybe uh, who knows i I try yeah. to eat. Ma- meat less.
0: Yeah. That's the first step. But we also had this episode on uh, veganism. And, um, you know, you don't have to, it, it doesn't have to be black and white. I mean, starting no. with eating no. less is, is a step toward the right direction, I guess. But also to see uh, where does it come from? Is it from mass production that harms the environment? Or is it something you ordered next door?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this makes a difference. And we cannot achieve everything in, in one step, mm. uh, I remember Greta Thunberg, uh, she yeah. said uh, on a UN uh, meeting, she was r- really harsh with the politicians, saying, mm-hmm. you are doing nothing, you are destroying my generation. And mm-hmm. honestly, I cannot agree with Greta Thunberg in this point, because we are doing but it needs time i know yeah uh, the young people like greta i think she's 15 or 16 she wants to have the changes immediately and she's right of course she's right because we need the changes now but mm. we cannot also say that we are we we not doing anything look electric cars yeah. um uh, look also you, the, the european commission is doing a lot they we try yeah. we try so let's give it time and it will come. I hope. Yes, and you and, need to uh, under,
0: undermine this. You have to to build a foundation for this transition. Yes, I mean, yes. you need, as we just said, we need job guarantees for the people who might lose their job if we if we do if we um, take those steps. You know, we need to have a backup plan for those who will fail in our society otherwise.
1: You're right, and let's hope the world will uh, be a better place to live in the future, yeah. and not like. In uh, David Attenborough's yeah. film that is also that can also be seen on Netflix, where he tells the vision of a completely destroyed planet in hundred mm. years.
0: The things that seem like science fiction, Are Coming closer and closer, you know, this is also really interesting. I mean, flying cars is something Mm. we can just say, yeah, okay, well, yeah, we can imagine because it's basically already there. You know, the technology is there, it can happen, of course but also all the bad things that could happen. And it's important to have someone like Greta Thunberg. And it's important that she uses harsh words because I think many people need it to actually wake up a little bit. Uh I mean, she can be very harsh. And if that leads to someone thinking about it just a tiny little bit, it can change something. If she wouldn't be as harsh, that person might not even think this little tiny bit differently you know maybe that's therefore it might be good that she um she's very Mm -hmm. aggressive pushing this uh, entire subject but uh, the point is if we don't get it right sooner or later we won't have nothing to worry about anymore because it might just be too late at some point for our children or the generation after it's not that far away
1: no it's not and um this is the only planet we have so there's no other possibility there is no uh, planet b there's no planet b and maybe Mars will be the second planet. But honestly, I wouldn't like to live on Mars. No, I prefer our beautiful Earth that me we too. have to respect.
0: Let's hope that every country, every member state of the EU, every individual does what they can to yeah, get there, to reach those goals. I mean, we can do it, but we can only do it together. I think that is something that became very clear, especially throughout this episode. And um, yeah, I hope that everyone who listened to us, uh, Joachim, thank you for for being here. Thank you for talking to me today. Um, I think that each and every one of us um, after this episode should know that they're important. I mean, it, it does make a difference. Even if we feel like, okay, what I do doesn't really make a difference. It does. It does it does for the future it does for our planet it does for our children for our children children and um yeah just give it some thought and i would say thank you very much joachim for joining me in this episode and um, everyone else hear you again soon bye bye <coughs>